Good morning, my fellow patriots. I'm your small town host, Lori, and welcome to the Republic. Today is Wednesday, October 26, 2023. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the mass shooting last night in Maine. Meeting between top three anti-Israel terrorist groups, new speaker, and Biden wants more money. I want to start this morning by saying that our hearts are saddened and our prayers are with the families in Maine for the coming days and weeks. There has been a shooting at a bowling alley and a bar restaurant in Lewiston, Maine. And some reports say he also was at a Walmart or a Walmart distribution center. 22 people have died. 50 to 60 are injured. And as of three this morning, the suspect is still at large. What I've been able to find out so far is it's reported that the shooter is Robert Card. He's 40 years old. He had been trained as a firearms instructor at a U.S. Army Reserve training facility in Maine. He was committed to a mental care facility this past summer for two weeks. He had been hearing voices and threatened to carry out a shooting at a military training base. So, if he had made threats and he was trained in military-grade firearms and was an instructor of said weapons, why was he on the streets? How was he not a danger to himself and others? Maybe this isn't the time for me to say this, but I have to. When is this going to become a mental health awareness problem instead of a gun violence problem? I've already heard on the mainstream media that the pictures looks like an AR-15 with a scope. And he looks to have multiple magazines in his pockets. And you know damn well the left is going to start screaming about ARs again. It's the same song and dance that they always do. But he needed help. Apparently more help than what he was given in two weeks. Is it because he was a veteran? Is that why he couldn't get the help he needed? The VA doesn't have enough resources to help him or others. I think that's the real problem that needs to be addressed. We need to make sure our veterans are able to get the care that they need and deserve, whether it's physical help or mental help. We need to make sure that the VA hospitals can take care of our veterans. We need to make sure there are VA facilities throughout the country so the veterans have access to care. And we need to address the mental health issues that plague this country, not just hand out medication and send them out the door. There is a VA clinic in Lewiston, Maine, and according to their website, they do offer mental health care. 
It states they provide consultation, evaluation, and treatment for a range of issues that may impact your mental health or emotional well-being. Our confidential outpatient services include, and then there's a list, outpatient care. Now, I know the press release said he was committed to a mental health facility for two weeks, but I think we're missing something here. We need a government that cares about the men and women that have served to protect us. We need to take care of the troops that have taken care of us. And then on Wednesday, I guess there was a key meeting in Beirut with the top three anti-Israel terrorist groups. The leader of Lebanon's Hezbollah, senior Hamas leader, and leader of Palestinian Islamic Jihad. The three leaders, along with other Iran-backed terrorists, have agreed on the next steps they should take at this sensitive stage in the Middle East. They say their goal is to achieve a real victory for the resistance in Gaza and Palestine and halt Israel's treacherous and brutal aggression against our oppressed and steadfast people in Gaza and the West Bank. I'm sure I don't have to remind my listeners about Hamas's invasion into Israel on October 7th that killed more than 1,400 people, and how they raped and kidnapped women and kidnapped children and killed babies and killed elderly if Israel's response to is treacherous and brutal, what do you call what Hamas did? Last week, Iran's foreign minister warned, Time is running out very fast. If war crimes against Palestinians are not immediately stopped, other multiple fronts will open, and this is inedible. Inev inevitable? Sorry. Can I remind you, there are still 222 hostages in Gaza, and Hamas is their elected government. And most of the Palestinians are happy with Hamas. Anyway, we have some good news. We have a new speaker. Representative Mike Johnson from Louisiana. After taking the gavel, he said, the people's house is back in business. Now they need to figure out how to avoid a government shutdown on November 17th and figure out what to do about this $105 billion bill for Ukraine, Israel, and the border, and more. Jake Sullivan says the budget request is critical to advancing America's national security and ensuring the safety of the American people. Most of the money out of the $105 billion would go to, you guessed it, Ukraine. They would get $61.4 billion. Now they say that some of the money will go to replenishing the Pentagon stockpiles of weapons already provided. Okay. 
$14.3 billion would go to Israel to help with air and missile defense systems. I think the only reason he's putting these two together in the same bill is because he knows he will have Republican support if he gives money to Israel. But he is pretty much saying, if you want to help Israel, you have to help Ukraine too. The two bills need to be presented separately. So tired of them presenting bills that are sometimes like 5,000 pages long or longer. And the stuff they know people want is right on top. Then they sneak in all this crappy stuff that no one except the Democrats want. Somewhere in the fine print of all those pages. They hand these bills out to the representatives to read and then vote on the next day or a day after. I wouldn't be able to read all, all those pages. Could you? And the border. I didn't mention that's in there. $14 billion to add more border agents to increase staff to process asylum cases and new machines to detect fentanyl. How about building the wall? How about some policy changes? Are your machines going to detect fentanyl on a gotaway that crosses the border and runs for it? How about policy change? How about deporting all the illegals that have criminal records to start? How about putting the policy back in place remain in Mexico? $7.4 million would go towards the Indo-Pacific, like submarine manufacturing for Australia and financing programs for countries that rely on Beijing and effort to counter China's influence. $9.15 million would go to humanitarian efforts in Gaza, Israel, and Ukraine, just to name a few. But this is the kicker with that. The administration has said they would determine where best to direct the money once it's approved. Am I the only one that thinks that's a bad idea? If it's up to Joe, he will probably send most of it to his best friend in Ukraine. And you're not going to believe this. He also asked Congress on Wednesday for another bill for $56 billion in emergency spending. This one has $23 billion for disaster relief because the Biden administration continues to aid communities across the U.S. devastated by wildfires, floods, hurricanes, and tornadoes. $9 billion would go to FEMA. So does that mean the people of Maui will get more than $700 now? And I didn't see anything about train derailments. When is Joe going to New Palestine, Ohio? Do they get any of the money? $16 billion would go to help child care centers operate for another year. They want to ensure sufficient childcare to help more women participate in the workforce. And $6 billion to extend free and discounted high-speed internet through December 2024. Because broadband would boost the Affordable Connectivity Program, which is part of Biden's infrastructure law. 
and would prevent tens of millions of Americans from losing aid that helps them access high-speed internet. What? How do I sign up for high-speed internet? Or is that just for the illegals? I was born here, so I'm pretty sure I don't qualify right off the bat. He also has a request for international food aid, emergency assistance for low-income households, and pay for federal wildland firefighters. Good Lord, is no wonder we're in debt, and our veterans are homeless, and children don't have food, and we have so many Americans struggling to buy groceries and put gas in their cars. So, I don't know if you've heard, but here's a question for you. What the hell is Governor Gavin Newsom doing in China? Meeting with leader Xi Jinping? Supposedly, he is there for the week. Any plans to push for climate cooperation? Didn't we just bust out a lab in California that the CCP had there? If you remember, the CDC detected at least 20 infectious agents, and they sent in court documents certain rooms of the warehouse were found to contain several vessels of liquid and various apparatuses. Fresno County Public Health staff also observed blood, tissue, and other bodily fluid samples and serums, and thousands of vials of unlabeled fluids and suspected biological material. Hundreds of mice were also found at the warehouse where they were kept in inadequate conditions in overcrowded cages with no food or water, according to court documents. In association, or sorry, in association with Prestige Biotech, told investigators the mice were genetically engineered to catch and carry the COVID virus. Ultimately, what they did find is some viruses such as HIV, COVID, chlamydia, rubella, malaria, things of that nature, according to the court documents. And with that being said, just a reminder, China also bought Smithfield Foods, the largest pork processor in the U.S. back in 2013. And that is all the time we have for this morning. I hope that you were able to learn something from this episode. President John Adams once said, There are two ways to conquer and enslave a country. One is by the sword, the other is by debt. We need new leadership in our country. We need to stay vigilant and protect our families and our neighbors. We need to come together and be united as a country. Please follow me and share this podcast with friends and family. Until next time, stay safe and be kind and God bless.